You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. emphasis on uh, to men this morning is whether you want to be regular or rare. Again, whether you want to be regular or rare. Now, when you consider what Solomon stated here in the book of Proverbs 20 and 6, the first part in particular, most men are okay with being regular. Most men are okay with thinking like, thinking like every other man, talking like every other man, and doing things like every other man. Now that's Solomon's opinion, and when you really look at Society is basically true. When you, you hear folks talk about certain things in a different manner, but when you really examine things closely, you'll find out that most men, not all men, uh, basically think, talk, and do the same things. Now, Solomon breaks it down and basically says when it comes to a regular man, a regular man, that they're somewhat selfish. Because notice he talks about how uh, men will proclaim their own goodness. We'll begin to talk about their particular traits. What they are good at. Is it, is it anything wrong with that? No, there's nothing wrong with that unless you get to the point to where you think you're always right. See, see, some of us have been down that road. I'd be the first to admit that you, you just get to the point to where you think that everything you say is right. Oh God, women look at a man and say, ain't no need in you looking like that. Because you know you've been down that road at least one time. Even when you're proven wrong, you still have an excuse as to why you were wrong. Because you like being right. Y'all notice I go out to me and all when I said that. You're let me say, let me try it one more time and see if I got some men that's gonna go with me. You like being right. Oh, look at you. You're trying to come now. Your wife be telling you, no, you're supposed to turn back. Look, I'm driving. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. I wasn't supposed to turn back down. I'm just going on. I know, I know where to turn. Just leave me alone. Because you want to be right. And you will go 30 miles out the way just to be right. 
And so he says, each man will proclaim his own goodness. You, you even have it to the point to where men, they, they fight things like counseling. The, the wife can be saying, we need to go and get some counseling. We need to go and get a better understanding of, of what our responsibilities are as husband and wife. But you, you have a man say, look, can't no man tell me nothing. I don't, I don't need to go and see your preacher. I don't need to talk to him. I know what it is to be the head. I know what it is to lead my family. Now, 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 now wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Then if you know how it is or what it is to lead your family, how come it's jacked up? See, that's what you should ask, wife. But you'll be surprised. Even men in the church have a problem with listening to somebody that's going to tell them the truth. But how many know all of us need help every now and then? And God has set it up to where you sometimes need help from another person. Even if he's going to assist you, he will do so indirectly by using another man to help you. But the point I'm trying to make is that you have men that, that think that they got everything covered and when the truth is that they don't. We all need leadership. We all need somebody to set us straight. Somebody to tell us what's right and what's wrong every now and then. Am I right? And so, again, he talks about how each Man will proclaim his own goodness. You know, someone can be trying to tell you that you need to do particular things and it'll make your life better. But until you convince yourself that that's what you need, that's the only way you'll make a move. And you'll be surprised of men that have actually shortened their life in reference to receiving certain blessings from God because they were just pig-headed or a more common word, hard-headed. Will you ask somebody for me, have you ever seen a hard-headed man? There go the brothers again. They dropping off on me. Let's try it one more time. Come on, women. I'm going to need your support today. Will you ask somebody else, have you ever seen a hard-headed man? Go ahead and call the plumber, brother. This is, this is something you can't fix in the bathroom. Go ahead and get the number. I know it's your house. I know that you got a toolbox down now, but this is a problem that you're not going to be able to solve. Quit being pig-headed or hard-headed. Look, I know you work on your old 72 car, but this is a brand new car. You need to just go ahead and take it to the dealer or take it to an ASE mechanic because if you don't, you're going to mess up the warranty. Quit being pig-headed and just do the right thing. I know you think that all that money you have is your money, but just go ahead and obey God. Give him his money so you won't cause a curse to come on your family. Just quit being pig-headed. Woo, that's a tough message, but will you help me preach to some man? Ladies, if you don't mind, quit being pig-headed. 
Some of the women are even timid on me. This is your day to tell men the truth. This is your day to help me set men straight. Look at another man and say you need to quit being pig-headed. Because you don't know everything. Because some things are above you. As intelligent as you are, you are not omniscient. There's only one that's omniscient, and his name is Jesus. That's the only one. And so Solomon reached the conclusion that you're going to have a whole lot of regular men. And you're going to have a lot of folks that are okay with being regular. They'll do the church thing every now and then. They'll go to church and they'll sit and they'll listen, but they will not clap their hands. They will not worship. They will not do certain things that they should be leading the women to do in the church because they feel that it's not cool to do certain things that the Bible says do in church. Yeah, I know the women, they get all emotional, they clap, they dance, they do all that, but I'm, I'm going to have to be GQ cool in the church because that, that just wouldn't look right. Folks will look at me dancing and might say this, that, and the other. So I'm just going to be regular. And you see regular men in the church. They, they are glad that there's chairs or benches in the church in which they can put their hands because they rarely put their hands together unless they are asked to do so. They primarily look around and see what's going on instead of participating in praise and worship. Now, I'm not saying every man is guilty, but it's some of us that we know that that's our job week in and week out. If, if we had a magnifying glass, we probably could look on the back of the chairs and see your handprints. Because you rarely put your hands up toward heaven and give God the praise. Even though that's what you should be doing because you, according to scripture, ought to be the head of woman. You ought to be the head of your wife, husband, as Christ is the head of the church. And when you're not operating as the head, my brother, it says about you that you are regular because most men do not want to put God first in their life and operate in the church as well as outside of the church as Christ operated as the head of the sovereign of the church. But there are some men that are rare. There are some men that believe in magnifying God. There are some men that are not satisfied with the norm. They want to be known as a man of God. I wonder if I have any such men over here, right here, or over there, that you want to be known as a man of God. Let folks talk about you because you praise God, because you turn in victory, because you dance, because you shout hallelujah, praise the Lord, thank you Jesus, and so forth. That's what you want to be known for, getting your praise on in the church as well as outside the church. You want to be known as the head of your family and you're doing things according to the scripture. Am I talking about you? Men, if I'm talking about you, you ought to look at a woman and say, I want to be right. I want to be right. 
I don't want to be norm. I want to be different. I want to be able to tell folks that I believe in being filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I believe in doing what does says God. I believe in being a leader in the church. I believe in being a leader for women and others to follow. Am I still talking about you? I don't know about you. I don't want to be regular. I want to be rare in the sense that Solomon is talking about here in the text. Because he he asked the question, who can find a faithful man? Faithful man is rare. Yeah, a faithful man. Let's break down that word, a man of faith, a man who lives by faith. Romans 1 and and 17 says the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written. The just shall live by faith. If you are a faithful man or a man of faith, it says about you that you are a person that comes to church to receive the word of God. You come to church to get a revelation. You come to church to get something to help you live in a way that you need to live. Again, the just shall live by faith. But the question again in Proverbs 20 and 6, who can find? a faithful man who can find a man that when he comes to church he he's coming to be fed the word of God from a shepherd a man of faith and once that man of faith receives the revelation of God's word or receives faith he then puts it into action by doing certain things that faith requires. In the book of Second Corinthians, the fifth chapter and the seventh verse, it says in reference to faith that we are to walk by it and not by sight. Say to your neighbor, seeing is a good thing. It's a wonderful thing that we can see, but we can't live just by what we see. We have to live by faith. And when you live by faith in one sense instead of sight, it says that you're living by the revealed word of God that comes from a preacher. Let me prove it. Romans 10, 14 through 17 says in part, how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall he preach except he be sent? Romans 10 and 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. I've got to get to a sent preacher. I've got to get to a sent preacher. I'm not a regular church goer, so I just can't go somewhere and just get a word just to hear a word. Where I hear Reverend so and so, he, he do pretty good. So let's go over there and see how he do. Now you, you too regular, regular, regular folk may do that, but round folks don't do that. Round folks say, well, we got to find a scent preacher. We got to find somebody that's drenched in the anointing of God. We've got to find somebody that believes in seeking the face of God in order to get a rhema word or 
word that's tailored for situations, a word that's tailored for circumstances, a word that's so powerful that it looks beyond what a person is going through and sends a word that's according to the will and the purpose of God. When you are a rare person, when you are a rare man, you're looking for a sent preacher. Look at your neighbor and say to him or her, if you're rare, you don't do regular when it comes to preaching. You don't do regular when it comes to church. You don't want just no regular word. You just don't want no hoop and a holler. You want something that has the power to change your life for the better. And some of us know in order for us to stay in the church, in order for us to stay in God, it's going to take an anointed word. It's going to take a word that's going to reach deep down in our soul and change us for the better and say on that note... Anointed preachers are rare. Oh God, say to another person, anointed preachers are rare. It's rare when you hear somebody that's teaching what's dust, saith God from the oracles of his word, and it's going to meet every single need in your life. That's rare. Will you shout to somebody and tell them that's rare, that's rare, that's rare. And that's what faithful men want. A faithful man is not looking for a word that's going to tickle his ear. Preacher, tell me the truth. If I'm wrong, preacher, tell me the truth. Don't play patty cake with me, preacher. If I'm wrong, tell me the truth. Preacher, I came from the street. I came from a hard life. And it's going to take something true to keep me in the church. Don't hold back on me. Tell me the truth. But then if you are a faithful man, you also have to understand how what faith means as it is defined in Hebrews 11 and 1. The Hebrew writer said in Hebrews 11 and 1, Now faith is a substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not seen. Again, now faith is a substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not seen. There has to be a word that comes forth that will cause you to have hope or expectation despite what you're going through. There has to be a word that will cause you to expect good even though bad is all around you. There has to be a word that will cause you to expect better when the enemy, your circumstances, and people are speaking worse. There has to be a word that's going to cause you to hope despite being in a hopeless situation. There has to be a word that's going to cause you to endure whatever you're going through knowing that what you're facing is just temporary. It will not last. There has to be a word that speaks volumes to you in the midst of your Darkness in the midst of your trials saying to you weeping may endure for a night but some joy is coming in the morning. 
say to your neighbor, a hoop and a holler and a verse will not do me. I have to have a rare word. I have to have a word that's going to speak so to me to where it's going to cause me to say within myself, I can make it. And I done left just talking to me and I'm talking to everybody in here. You got to have a word that's going to cause you to believe when it seems as if it's not going to turn out right. You have to have a word that's going to cause you to hunger and to thirst to the point to where you have in your being that you're going to be satisfied. You're going to be filled that everything is going to work out fine. Am I talking right? Who can find a faithful man? A rare man. A a man that has made a choice that he is not going to allow weight and sin to hinder him in his life. Not going to allow that to happen. Not going to allow weight. Things that he may like to do. But they are interfering with his purpose. Nothing wrong with, with, with doing that. And, and it's okay to do that if all you want to be is regular. But because I don't want to be regular, I've got to cut this loose. Because I'm looking to be rare. And I can't keep drinking with my buddies. I can't keep drinking with my friends. I've got to cut all of that loose because I not only have to lay aside weight, I've got to lay aside sin. Yeah, sin is pleasurable. Yeah, sin makes you feel good. But it should come a time in your life, brother, to where sin stinks in your nostrils the same way it stinks in the nostrils of God. Should come a time to where you're you're fed up with just doing what regular folk do. What is that sin? Tired of getting high, wasting my money on dope. Tired of throwing all my fives and all my dollars. on the stage y'all better hold on with all them nasty Say to your neighbor, it ought to to come a time to where sin stinks in your nostril. It ought to come a time to where you're at the strip club, but then all of a sudden you, you realize I can do better than this. I come here every Friday throwing my dollars and throwing my fives and, and, and then going to the back trying to get a little dap dance. It ought to come a time to where you ought to get tired of that.
Say to your neighbor, whatever sin you may be wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in. You ought to be getting tired by now. It ought to be stinking to you now. It ought to be riding by now. And you know how it is when something gets riding, you don't want to be around it. Spell something riding, riding down the highway. The first thing you want to do is roll up the windows if that down. You go in 30, but when you smell it, you go to 50. Why? You don't want to be around it. Sin ought to be stinking in your nostrils by now. If you're really serious about being a rare man. If you want to be regular, keep doing the mess that you're doing and hell is waiting for you. But if you want to be rare, it's time to lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset you. I got any men and women in here. You want to be rare. Tell somebody I want to be rare. Let me just throw a little something in here for the women. See, because the question also comes up, who can find a virtuous woman? As many men as you allow to have your number, as many men as you allow to touch your special place, is evident that you're not virtuous. When you are a virtuous woman, you are rare. When you are a virtuous woman, just can't anybody get your digits. When you are a virtuous woman, just can't anybody come up and talk to you any kind of way because you got some about yourself. Don't know happy meal or pre- <laughs> You know how some women men say, look, I'm gonna take you, I'm gonna take you out to eat and, and mess around and take you to a fast food restaurant. They uh, he took me out to eat. That don't impress no virtuous woman. Her price is far above rubies. She got her own money. You ain't got to take me nowhere. I got my own money. I'm looking for somebody that believe like God believe. Had to throw a little something in there for the women. But say to your neighbor, you will lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset you. If you are if you are if you are faithful, man, and then you will start looking. Your whole sense of direction will change because you will start looking to Jesus directly and indirectly. You'll start following him because you recognize him as the author and finish, get this, of your faith. He's the author and the finisher of the way I should live. And see, in your being, you understand that, that if I'm going to follow Jesus, it's going to be primarily indirectly. And so regular men see that you go to church. 
on a persistent basis. They see that you're always in church. And, and, and when they finally go to church with you after you have invited them 75 times. They see that you are, you are more excited about church. More so than you used to be about the club. Man, he take money and put it on that altar the same way he used to throw money at the strip club. Man, he loved God. I didn't never think. And he ain't put no dollars like he used to put at the strip club. He giving, he giving his God, he giving to the church 10% plus. And then they'll start saying things like, he, he must be being bewitched. Because they see what you're doing and, and they know within themselves that is rare. Most folks don't do that. And you let them know in a hurry, no, I'm not being bewitched. Ain't no witchcraft taking place. I'm just following what thus saith God. I'm just following my pastor as my pastor follows Christ. I'm just trying to do the right thing because all the wrong I did, it didn't do nothing but cause me to experience destruction, cause me to experience death because the wages of sin is death. But on the other hand, the gift of God is eternal life. When you are rare and you find out that Jesus is the way, he'll start blessing you in so many ways that you never dreamed of. Good God, I thought I would have some men that would celebrate with me right there. Say to your neighbor, if you start following Jesus as the author and the finisher of your faith, he'll start doing some things for you that you never experienced in your life you'll be surprised of men in here when they were regular they barely had a place to stay they would be a shot outside in the streets they would be a shot in public but when all was said and done they were still staying at their mama's house but when you got in God God bless you with your own place God bless you with your own money God bless you with your own automobile because before God you had to rent your automobile you had to go and borrow an automobile but Jesus showed you he came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly and I'm not just talking to men do I have any women in here you know that the Lord came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly if I'm talking about you you ought to shout and say he came that I might have life looking to who? Jesus what is he? the author see he'll begin something in you and he'll finish all you gotta do is keep following him Keep following the word as, as it's taught, as it's preached week in and week out. Just keep following the word because when you follow the word, you are following 
Jesus. How can you say that? John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1 and 14 says, and the Word became flesh, and we beheld His glory, the only glory of the begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Who was He talking about? Jesus, the man who is the incarnate Word, who is the one that decreed in John 14 and 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The truth represents the Word. Say to your neighbor, I'm following the Word. I'm following the Word. I'm following what? I'm following what? So you look to Jesus, the author. The author. He's telling you, come on, come on. Come on, better is here. Better is coming. Come on, come on. He's telling you to come on even when temptation is telling you something else. Even when demons are telling you something else. Even when people are telling you something else. And a faithful man will hear the other voices. But that faithful man is going to continue to follow Jesus. Can I take it further? That faithful woman is going to continue to follow Jesus. Husband be saying you're getting too wrapped up into Jesus. You hear your husband, but you got to keep going. Wife says you go to church too much. You hear your wife, but you got to keep going. Why? Because Jesus is your author. He's your author. And say to your neighbor, whatever the Lord starts, he'll finish. He's the author and the And so you're walking by faith. Better is here and better is coming. Then he brings to fruition the promise. He drops the better on you because you're following him as the author and the finisher of your faith. And say to your neighbor, yeah, faith for me and a rare. But they do exist. Put your hand up, faithful men. They are rare, but they do exist. Some of you ain't putting your hand up, I understand. I understand. No, because you may not be a faithful man. I don't blame you. I wouldn't lie in church. But you can be. You can be. You can go from being regular to faithful. By simply applying what I have taught or what I have proclamated. I'm done. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember... Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundant.